Welcome back aboard Blurred Force One with your boys Mo and Lottie. And this is the Supercast. The Supercast where we talk about all things superhero in our pop culture media. And that's video games, movies, TV shows. We talk about the news, do some speculation, all that good nerdy stuff. And before we get into this uh, podcast, do us a favor, get down there, hit like on this video. Or if you are watching this or listening to this, on a podcasting platform, do us a favor, give us a, a five-star review if that's what you feel like we deserve, uh, or just whatever you think, uh, you know, we've, we've warranted. And, uh, you know, this week is, we're kind of in an in-between week, uh, if you will. Uh, there's, things are ramping up, but also the strike, uh, the strikes are going on. Hey, you know, uh, but, you know, comic book things continue on. We got some uh, good news to talk about. But before that, uh, Lottie, my man, what are you? Uh, what's going on, man? What you been up to? What blurdy things have you been doing? Oh man, uh, I've recently regained the love for No Man's Sky. So, um, a couple of my, you know, a couple of my friends, we all had a discussion when we were talking about. Uh, I'm pretty sure you heard about the game Starfield that's coming out. You know, I, Xbox I exclusive have. Game. I, you can't get away from it if you're on nerd social media anywhere yeah, so, they, yeah. They're, they're hyping the hell out of the game so one of my friends who's a big xbox fan he kind of said this to me and and he made a point because i was talking i was telling i was like i'm gonna he's, i was like i think i might buy starfield and he's like i don't think so and i was like why not and he says he says i i have no man's sky and i'm gonna just be honest it took no man's sky six years to get to what it is and these people are claiming that they're that in day one, I don't believe it. And he made a good point because I'm like, you're right. It took No Man's Sky six years to finally create the game that Microsoft is claiming they have day one. I have a very hard time to believe it. And No Man's Sky is only $30 compared to a $70 game. So, you know, I started playing it again and man fell back in love with the game i'm actually going to play it again as soon as we get done uh 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 doing this podcast that sounds cool i actually have no man's sky have i ever played it nope <laughs> i'm trying to get back in like i always say every week trying to get back into playing street fighter regularly uh and things always get in the way like a hurricane or just you know just not being into it this week, but I, I am back on it. That's my my nerdy thing this week. Uh, besides, you know, watching all the usual things, uh, has been getting back into Street Fighter. I, I'm uh, working on a one character, uh, trying to level him up or get rank up or whatever. Uh, good stuff, and just watching some of the the, the new upcoming character that's coming out, Aki. Uh, she looks ridiculous. So. Uh, really excited for just fighting games in general right now. MK1's coming out soon, and they had a pretty cool uh, uh, little commercial with Dave Bautista. And I, I'm like, I'm not really a Mortal Kombat oh, yeah. person, but it looks pretty cool. So This um, is definitely the fighting game renaissance. I feel like we yeah. went through the dark ages in the 2010s. I feel like this is where fighting games are going to... twenty The 2020s is where I think fighting games are going to make their resurgence. I, I mean, it's definitely right now... Street Fighter 6, Mortal Kombat 1's coming out soon. 
um, you know, I, I've I've seen there's a bunch of different like platform fighters that are trying to make you know make a claim. It's this is really a time like if you really want to get out there and, and you know put in some work, you know you can go hard. And plus, plus Street Fighter's got a million dollar tournament coming up. You know, a million dollar cash prize coming up. People are making big bank, so definitely a time to get in there if you if you want to do that. So anyway. Uh, but this is the Supercast where we talk about superhero things, and we are going to get into that right now. Uh, our we got, we got six items that we're going to talk about uh, for the news uh, this week. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the passing of a voice acting legend that you probably have, if you've ever really listened to any DC animated stuff, you've probably heard her voice uh, in, in a very iconic role. That's Arlene Sorkin. We're going to talk about her and her impact on uh, nerd culture. Got some rumors about uh, the writers of Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. Uh, what's going on over there at Marvel Studios? Also, a rumor about uh, a show that a lot of people said was trash, but they're possibly working on a second season of it. Giancarlo Esposito uh, dropped a little bit of a bomb about uh, his potential future in the DC universe. We will mark the, uh, the anniversary, the three year anniversary of Chadwick Boseman's passing. And then finally talk about the Marvel's teaser trailer that was, re- uh, released today. So Lottie, we got some good stuff to talk about. You ready, man? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's get into it. So Harley Quinn is, it's a show we're watching right now. It's, it is definitely a, a, super r-rated version of harley quinn but that in order for that show to run another show had to uh had to crawl and then walk and then you know just really build up the character of harley quinn and that is of course batman the animated series uh where the harley quinn character originated that is not a comics original that came from the the mind of you know paul denny bruce tim uh for the animated series and ha- has since, I've, I think it's fair to say, Lottie, agree, agree, disagree. That's probably the biggest character glow up that's ever happened in the history of comic books. Is that a fair assessment? Yes. I mean, like, <clears throat> she went from being a sidekick character in an episode of the animated series back in the 90s to fronting a whole big old blockbuster movie and being a besides Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, the most important DC Universe live-action character. Uh, All because of a woman named... uh, Excuse me. All because of a woman named Arlene Sorkin, who was the original voice actor for Harley Quinn. And in fact, I looked up her IMDb, the, the Harley Quinn voice actor. Kaylee Cuoco is, you know, maybe the one right now, but every other iteration of Harley Quinn you've ever heard ever in animation was Arlene Sorkin. Uh, hey, Mr. J. Basically, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, it, you could even argue that Margot Robbie very much is trying to be her. 100%. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm saying all this to say that a, a titan of, you know, in the blurred or in, in the nerd space that really brought this character to life that set the, you know, set the bar for what Harley Quinn is 
has unfortunately passed away at the age of 67 uh, after a long, you know, a long uh, career in, uh, you know, in entertainment. And Lottie, I just, I know you, I know you grew up watching Batman animated series and, and, you know, Justice League and, and all those DC animated things. And of course you played, you know, the various Batman games from which she was featured. So what is the, you know, what does her performance mean to you uh, as we, we started to talk about her career? Uh, let's, uh, we'll say Harley Quinn now is what? No argument, the second most popular female character in all of DC? I'd say most popular, more popular than Wonder Woman. I will not disagree with that at all. She, oh man. She was so good at Harley Quinn. She made Harley Quinn canon. That you got to listen. You know how pissed off Miguel O'Hara is right now. <laughs> <laughs> she was so good that she made Harley Quinn canon in the comic books to the point that people were fucking blown away that she didn't exist until then. They were like, there were people who are who are your age and older who had the Mandela effect who were literally <laughs> arguing saying no she was in this comic book in the 70s I'm telling you that's how good she was her iconic Mr. J that it's so iconic that people outside of comic books use that like use her like pronunciation you know what I mean her her aneurysms of speaking. Like like you said, Harley Quinn is big in DC. Like, big. Like, so big that DC is, like, spamming her and everything, like, right now. She's in, she's in almost every DC video game now. She's in almost every DC show or movie. Like, she's that big. And I can't blame them. It's like, it was like how Iron Man was at one point. But it's like, um... Uh, what was I about to say? Yeah, like uh, it's I it's crazy that man she went first. It was Kevin Conroy, now her man. Man, my childhood is leaving me, man. It hurts. It hurts so much that my childhood is leaving me, and it makes you realize that, like you said, she died at sixty-seven. So. When the show started, she was only like 37. She was a young woman. You know, she was a relatively young woman when she started the show. And, man, it's it's definitely, definitely one of those voice actors that it is. It's, voice acting is a, is, a, is a job that goes, that often goes unthanked or unrecognized. But she's one of those voice actors that has transcended even live action actors you know what i mean like she that's it her voice is so good she made a character canon so margot <laughs> robbie you need to thank her for making you a millionaire yeah it's i mean i think it goes without saying she she is the quintessential you know harley quinn every other yeah. one is trying to be her or trying to not be too much like her i, I think yeah. it's also fair to say kaylee cuoco's version of harley is trying to honor that original without being, a, you know, a copy of her, and she does a good job. No, you know, no, you know, no taking away from that. 
but it, it doesn't beat that that first time you see see her flipping around and trading quips with Batman and everything like that. Uh, just an iconic role and a, a great a great actor who brought that character to life, and uh, we celebrate that. And you know, unfortunately, uh, passing away at the age of sixty-seven far too soon, I think. Uh, I'm sure she had many more performances in her, uh, but we're glad for the ones that we got. Uh, so Arlene Sorkin, uh, like I said, passing away at the age of 67. Um, moving on to somewhat lighter, much more lighter news, or I guess rumors. We're, t- we're going to talk about a couple of Marvel rumors. Um, Lottie, I think it's fair to say uh, some people weren't so happy with some recent Marvel things, you know, some re- recent Marvel outings that I happen to like. I like Quantum Mania. I like Thor: Love and Thunder, but uh, they were divisive. Uh, Quantum Mania, probably the least, probably the least successful Marvel movie in a long time, and Love and Thunder made good money. It made over seven hundred million dollars, but it, it didn't quite live up to the uh, you know Ragnarok's level. Uh, <clears throat> the writers behind those two things. Uh, or Jeff Loveness and Michael Waldron. And Michael Waldron, I, I will remind everyone, was a writer on, uh, I think, I want to say WandaVision. So he, it's not like he just did trash. He, he did something good. But a lot of people didn't like those two, those two movies I mentioned. Well, both of them were slated to write, it, respectively, the different, uh, the, the next two Avengers movies. Jeff Loveness was on Kang Dynasty. Michael Waldron was going to write Secret Wars. Well, there's a rumor going around, and this is not the first time I've heard this, that in light of what happened with those, uh, you know, two movies, uh, previous movies that we I mentioned, that part of the whole retooling, reshuffling, whatever the the course correction that's going on at Marvel, is the replacement of those two writers as writers of the next Avengers. Uh, so that's all I have. I have a rumor uh, and some, some kind of talk about how people are dissatisfied. And we know that, you know, um, we know that uh, uh, Bob Iger's like, they've got to get their shit together. So Lottie, do you think that this is legit? And do you agree like they should be replaced uh, for these major Avengers movies? Yes, and I, I, <laughs> these movies have to hit. Let's 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 be let's be just honest here. These movies have to make a billion dollars. Let's not sugarcoat it. Let's be let's be a buck here. These movies are probably going to cost. Uh, uh, Kang Dynasty is probably going to cost upwards to maybe three hundred million. And Secret Wars might cost even more. It's going to be Avatar, they, Avatar money. They have to hit. Like, I mean, they have to hit. You have to bring out everything. Whatever it takes. I'm talking about, let's go back to Endgame quote where Captain America said, whatever it takes. It is zero dawn. And you have to, You these movies have to hit. You extended these movies back Years, I mean, ye- you. Will, I will be about forty when Secret War comes out. <laughs> let's put, let's let that sink in. 
I'll be almost 40. You'll be about hitting 50. <laughs> movies come out. If these movies come out and are not the shit, my God, they are in trouble and they know it. I mean, get every. Bring back all the great writers. Fire all the writers that made problems. I don't, I don't, I'm not condoning anybody losing their job, but these have to hit. Like, they need this bad. Man. Now, like, it, at it, first, <laughs> I was like, at first, when you were telling me this about them firing them, I was like, that's not a good sign. Are these movies? Oh, yeah, I forgot. They pushed them back like five years each. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at, here's here's my my thing. I, I literally just, you know, last week was just talking about, oh, phase four was actually really great. I like, I like, but I'm not, uh, look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, the two movies that they respectively wrote were just went gangbusters and was universally loved. And when they're, you know, top tier Marvel, I'm not going to sit there and pretend like any of that's true. And you're right. There's no room for error with, with the Avengers movies. They are going to cost big money and they better make big money because they are both movies that literally, if they don't make a billion dollars, they're failures. And I I hate to call it like that, but it's true. They're they're going to have to spend so much money on the actors just to get every actor they can possibly get into into the, the those movies that they cannot afford an all right movie. And also, they're working against something that's very unfortunate, which is this perception that Marvel is falling off, and perception. Uh, may not necessarily be reality, but you can go ask DC what perception means about box office. And they'll tell you every they'll tell you everything about you know three movies collectively not being able to break a billion dollars. So that it, that shit can't happen. So yeah, I think that it's you know I hate I hate it for them. I didn't I did not dislike the movies that they wrote, but they need a sure thing right here. And these two making okay Marvel movies that are based on single characters isn't going to work. You know, they, they have got to be able to make a huge blockbuster uh, films that are right. Blockbuster films that are going to make the money back and then some. Uh, so I, I don't know uh, who do they get to write for theirs. I say go go find James Cameron and be like, please write our next <laughs> Avengers movies because you clearly know how to make two billion dollar movies. We need two billion on these things. Uh, well, so they're going to have to pay James Cameron get him a cryopod because he's already the, the other Avatar's movies. I think the last one comes out like twenty forty something. Is James Cameron going to be doing? Is <laughs> Jay, are we sure that he will be alive? By the time that last one, he's gonna up, he's gonna upload his 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 brain to the matrix so he can make sure he can get those last few out. <laughs> Are we even sure this man will be alive? He's gonna he's definitely he's writing the script. They got to put him in in the what do they call it the hyperbaric chamber the the they the hyperbaric time chamber with with Kami <laughs> like just to keep his ass going. <laughs> uh we'll we'll see. Well, this is a rumor. It has not been confirmed, but we'll we'll check back 
let you guys know if we find anything out about uh, these potential firings. Uh, Lottie, let's go on to another rumor. Mm-hmm. You know what the this and you know I say this without reservation. The best possible MCU show that's ever been ever existed ever at all is obviously She-Hulk, and so uh, that's why. Uh, there's a rumor that they are working on She-Hulk season two, and I, for one, am so glad that this is this is a thing that's happening. I hope this rumor is true. I feel like this rumor is true, and um, I say bring on more of the Green Goddess and all of, all of the perf- absolutely perfect CGI that brought that entire show, uh, you know, to reality, uh, especially the twerking scene. So, Lottie. This, this is a rumor. What do you think? Is this true? And how excited are you for this? How excited am I for this? Listen, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I can't be excited for anything Marvel until they start. Until the my thing with Marvel right now is that I have to truly see what is going on because i'm hearing so many rumors of this show being canceled but it's actually being on and all that stuff i'm not going to get excited for a show until i know for a fact it's coming out but i've heard this rumor i looked into it it sounds like the next she hulk tv show is going to be completely different from where i I looked into the rumor it's going to not be what the last season one was like it's going to be almost like a completely different show. It's going to still be comedy, but it's going to be a lot more action. That's from what I've heard. So, and it's going to be extremely integral to the MCU. So I don't know how that will work, but we will see. My favorite episode of She-Hulk was the episode with Daredevil, which Kicking ass in the uh, in the courtroom by day and kicking uh, bad guys at night. That is what I want to see. From what it sounds like, that might be the next season. If that is true, I would love to watch it. Yeah, I, I mean, I absolutely want. I'm I'm one of those people. I I really love the show. Uh, I thought it was great. It had a few episodes. I was like, "What are you doing?" Uh, but I didn't dislike the episodes. I just was curious. What are they doing? Um, and I wasn't hung up on the CGI or anything like that. I wasn't hung up on the, you know, the incel baiting that they were doing, the, the, the troll baiting that they were doing. I thought all that was funny. And look, this is a show that needs it. I don't think it needs a second season, but it certainly deserves it. If for no other reason, because it chose to do some shit differently than the MCU, uh, normally does. And uh, I think there's plenty more to go. And also, we haven't seen De- Deadpool cross over with with her yet. You know, two people who can talk to the audience. So obviously, there's plenty of room for you know for uh, things to happen on, on that front. And uh, look, we need diversity in the MCU. Like I'm, I'm sorry to say, there's a lot, a lot of bit, a little bit too much sameness going on. Uh, as far as that's concerned, the be- the coolest and most interesting thing that happened in Phase Four, uh, or you know, start of Phase Five, as far as I'm concerned, were things where they're just like, let's just do different things, like Werewolf by Night, you know, or you know, <laughs> even Miss Marvel, which is my probably my favorite Phase Four TV show. Uh, 
it was very much a, a Super Marvel-ish thing. But She-Hulk, at the very least, took the piss out of all of these things and was like, look, we're this, this trope is ridiculous. This shit is ridiculous. We're not doing this the pew-pew ending. We're not going to do that. We're going to do something different. And if they bring that energy to this you know, potential new season. First of all, I'm there for it anyway, but I'm extra there for, I will stand this show. If they will continue that same sort of, you know, I will call it what you Deadpool ish taking down of, of kind of the silliness of the Marvel cinematic universe. I'm there for it. Uh, So uh, I guess we'll see. We'll see if we get any more information about this. And uh, we'll let you guys know, uh, hopefully, when they confirm that we are getting a season two. Um, speaking of more, uh, more rumors, this isn't even a rumor. This is more. This is probably real, real, real stuff. Uh, everyone's favorite bad guy, Giancarlo Esposito, who, you know, if you if you want to see the greatness of him, you know, just watch the boys as he talks shit to. Uh, as uh, you know, as he talks shit to Homelander, like no one else in the world can, right, Lottie? Okay. I, my man sitting up there can get torn apart like tissue paper by Homelander, and call, what did he call him? Failed product. Bad product. <laughs> Bad product. I just, I just absolutely talking that shit because that's what John Carlo Esposito brings to that role. He's also currently the voice of Lex Luthor and. Uh, Harley Quinn season four, right? You, you just took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> He's also, uh, I mean, it, it, he was in Mandalorian as, as Moff Gideon. I mean, the man shows up in all sorts of things, voice or, you know, you know, himself. Hell, he was in Breaking Bad as Gus Fring, possibly one of the most terrifying fucking villains you've ever seen. Uh, but you know what? Apparently, he said at a comic convention recently that he has been talking with James Gunn about a potential role in the DC Universe. So, Lottie, it's time for some nerd nerd speculation. We got to do this. Uh, I totally believe that. He said it from his own mouth that that's what's happening. James Gunn would be foolish, absolutely foolish, not to try to get Giancarlo Esposito into something, right? Lock him down before the MCU gets him. Before, because you know Kevin Feige's like, hey, we we gonna we'll make it rain on you. Just come over here and do something. Be in the X Men or something like that. And so James Gunn would be a fool not to get Giancarlo Esposito to come over and do something. So a lot of the question isn't if it's who, who. Should Giancarlo Esposito play in the DC universe? Go. Lex Luthor, Port Bank, period. I don't want to hear anything <laughs> else. Lex Luthor, no, I don't give a fuck that he's black. Lex Luthor. I, Lex, Luthor, Lex Luthor. This man was born to be Lex Luthor. The way, can you imagine? Just imagine that scene, but it's Superman. Imagine that scene with uh him and uh homelander but it's superman you can see lex luthor talking to superman like that lex luthor i, I don't want to hear it nope i don't want to hear any other character lex luthor that's it well i'm that's gonna, it. i'm going to make you, i'm going to make you think harder 
That's that's a I mean that's a pretty safe bet. He's literally already already playing that in animation. I want you to think about a hero that he could play instead of a villain, a hero, a, hero, a DC universe hero that he could be. And let's remind, be reminded, he doesn't just have to be a black character. Any character that you think John Carlo Esposito. And let's also remember, he's not a spring chicken. He's a he's an older guy. Not the fake. You know what? Get you. God damn it, Lottie! You just won the internet. There you go. I ain't got anything else to say, Doctor Fate. Yes, I know. You know, Pierce Brosnan just played him magnificently in Black Adam. Fight me on that. He's probably quite possibly the best character in uh, Black Adam. But John Carlo Esposito as as Doctor Fate would be dope. He, I mean, because he's an old, he's an older guy. Doctor Faith has that crazy ass mask, so it, you don't have to. It's easy to get a doppelganger or a uh, or a uh, stunt double to easily take over his thing without using too much craziness or camera angles because he has that crazy ass mask on. You know what I mean? Right. So it's really that if because that's the first thing I'm like, he's an old guy. If he's going to play a hero, it has to be a hero that's face is completely covered. And the only hero that I can think of like that is Dr. Faith. Well, I will say that in The Mandalorian, he did a pretty good job physically as as Moff Gideon. Uh, he well, had, he, see, had, he and, had to have lightsaber fights and shit, too. So it wasn't well, like... See, the thing about in the Star Wars universe, old people get off. So that makes yeah, sense. You true. know what I mean? Old people get off in Star Wars. I, so I think I may have some just like... These are just off the cuff, like this would be cool if. Um, what if he was Earth Two Superman? Because you know Earth Two Superman is an older Superman. Hmm. And Earth, hey, he, the man is still from an older Earth. Or what if he were Zod? Yeah, I, is, I is, think he's is, a little. I, I think that's. I think he's a little too old to play Zod. Like my ooh, picture oh of my Zod. Oh fuck! Ooh. I well, think my thing of Zod is like a is a forty year old man that is in like absolute perfect shape. That is my vision of who Zod should be. How How about this? How about Sinestro? He will be a dope ass Sinestro. <laughs> Ooh. Oh man, he would be a dope. What if he? What if he were a Hal Jordan infected by parallax? What if he were parallax Hal Jordan? Even I know we're getting a John Stewart or whatever, uh, and I think Hal Jordan's in that one. Or what if he were the Monitor? What if he were? What if he were the Anti Monitor? I could keep going. You know. I, there are what some, if he's dark? You know what? What if he's dark side? Get dark the side out of here, My dark. Dude, are you? Kidding? Yes. There we go. Fuck Lex Luthor. He needs to be dark. I want man. He's that is dark side. Can you imagine him saying Kal El? <laughs> <laughs> I can just see. Just oh my just his CGI face. Be so unimpressed of Superman's flexes. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that 
the, the I, I I like the idea of him being the the monitor. Here's a here's a like far far out left field thing, and it's probably influenced by the fact that we just I just saw this character in my adventure with Superman, Mister Mix Pizzle Pizzle Tick. What? <laughs> That's Mis- Mister Pizzle Mix 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 Pizzle Stick. Wow, Miss Pizzlestick. Mix Pizzlestick is actually a very, very, very integral in Superman, especially the more uh, uh, out there Superman stories, like um, uh, Strange Visitor Superman, mm-hmm. where Mister Pizzlestick was like told Superman, like curse Superman with immortality, so Superman could never die, and Superman just grew so powerful that, like. He became Superman. Basically, became like this all-powerful being, but he can't stop the world. I mean, the universe from uh, dying of uh, the heat death. Right. Very sad story. But it's like this little uh, puzzle stick is actually very integral. Is Superman story, especially if you want to, if you want to start taking Superman out there. Right. Well, I mean, and there's he could also be. Uh, I mean, look, he could be Brainiac. I mean, he could be, uh, you know, one of the guardians, you know, that that creates the Green Lantern. Even though I think that's that's talk about underusing someone of his caliber, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that there there's plenty of places he he could go. Hell, I mean, people. Someone said John Jones. I think that's a bit on the nose because Martian Manhunter is not important. I think if you get a John Carlo Esposito and you're not using him to its fullest, what are you doing? You know, John would- Jones could be any race. If anybody ever tells me, "Well, is John Jones Asian?" If you don't shut the fuck up, like the dude literally <laughs> changed. He can shape shift. What do you? What's the problem here? I don't get this. But I mean, there there's lots of there's lots of places they could. I'm and I'm sure there's many many characters that we are just like forgetting about or we're, we're missing. Um, there. I'm sure. So I'm not. I don't want to box him in, but I mean, someone said Perry White, and I was like, why the fuck would you put him as Perry White? Y'all got John Carla Esposito, and you're gonna waste him on a side character? Like, stop that. He needs. To, if he's not the main villain, he needs to be a major hero. You know, hell, yeah. an aging hero. Hell, I'd be fine if he were in the Authority as uh the Superman of the Authority, whatever his name was. Or the Batman of the Thor. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Giancarlo Esposito as an old Batman, like Batman Beyond Batman? Ooh. I I mean, why again? And you why? and you, uh, Terry McGinnis, are not ready. I can see him saying, <laughs> "Yes, <laughs> yes." <laughs> I think okay, that's the one. Batman Beyond Batman or or Old Man Batman. Get, let let's do it. He still you, you don't know he got that old man strength. So you, you know don't don't fuck around. It, there we go. Oh man, this was fun. I like I like this this you know fan casting. Whatever it is, I trust James Gunn. James Gunn knows knows what he's about. John Carlos Esposito is a a hell of an actor. Whatever he ends up doing, hell if he ends up being jimmy olsen somehow i'm sure it'll make all the sense of the world so uh we'll keep an eye on that let you guys know uh more about it when we hear more uh now for the next last story uh 
just something a little sad, but also a little hopeful. Uh, the third, uh, the three-year anniversary of Chadwick Boseman passing away very suddenly for all of us uh, was a few days ago, August twenty-eighth, um, twenty twenty. That was, I can I still remember just kind of getting on Twitter and and seeing that devastating news. Like it, like obviously. We all know him as as Black Panther. I, I'd watched him in other things. I, Chadwick Boseman, he was a great talent. You know, he wasn't my cousin or anything like that. I didn't know him personally. But there's no denying that his turn as T'Challa in, you know, in the Marvel movies, particularly in, in the outstanding Black Panther, I mean, it's, it's a transcendent performance. It resonated with so many people so many people of color throughout the world you know were just inspired and um, I you a lot of you remember that you remember that summer when that mm-hmm. came out you remember how everyone was you know how every black person you ever saw you know black American you know African you know of African descent you know immigrants you know people back on the continent everywhere that was our moment right that was our time yeah we all got together and said yeah we, we gonna turn up we, we gonna pull up at every at every damn movie theater across the world we gonna pull up and we gonna show up and show out and that's what we did we, we helped drive that to over a billion dollars and at the head of that was chadwick boseman um and his loss was i mean that was a tough that was a tough month after when he passed so suddenly um and obviously it it made them change you know black panther 2 and all this other stuff and we got what we got there but i just kind of wanted to and you know kind of in honor of chadwick boseman just talk about who he was and what he meant to blurred culture and to you know to young black black kids who got to see him as their as their hero It's crazy, you know. It's already been three years. That, that that's crazy that it's been that long. It, it feels like it's it was like last year, but yeah, like you know, there were black superheroes before Black Panther, but Black Panther was the first African uh, hero that became popular. You know, he of course he was in the comic books, but like. To become mainstream like that like people a lot of people decided to you know get in touch you know a lot of uh black americans and uh africans blacks from other countries and all that stuff decided to get into finding out who they're from from in africa after that movie and you know it made them realize that yes it's it's okay it's cool to consider yourself african you know, so yeah, I, I it's it's I'm sad to see him go. Of course, the character still lives on, but he played a great, masterful T'Challa. You know, I I would love to see the character back in the MCU, or in some form or fashion back in, you know, comic book movies or TV shows again. You know, I know it's going to take some time, but man, 
he he really did a good job. He really did a great job. Not just as T'Challa, of course. His, he did a great job in his other acting role. Chadwick Boseman was a, a phenomenal actor and a great person. You know that speech that he that he told that you know when he was talking to young black men like about a year before his passing still you know still rings in my ear. So yeah. man. It's it's good. I said it's crazy. It's been three years. Yeah, and I just I remember just kind of hearing about his story of how you know he he wasn't he I think he was like forty two or so uh, when he passed, but he had you know spent all this time. He you know he he you know worked hard. Was you know he got he went uh, he went to an HBCU and and you know went to uh, you know I think he went to. England to like on a scholarship uh, to do acting over the, you know to you know study acting there it was his craft it was his calling uh, he played iconic characters like Jackie Robinson and uh, James Brown and you know unfortunately he's also battling you know uh, I believe it was colon cancer uh, for years and kind of kept it to himself and uh and in the in the process was also doing a lot of charity work and he was just he was everything that you want uh you know uh, someone who's playing that character to be we you know we just spent however many years like two two and a half years on the whole Ezra Miller foolishness right and we even we were talking about remember we talking about bag fumbles and everything like that with uh Letitia Wright and and various other people that you know that were on some other stuff and you know not necessarily on the same level as Ezra, Ezra Miller but what you got from Chadwick Boseman was you know what you all what you want from that superhero character he was a good dude in real life he was you know not just you know making it on his own but also turning around and trying to help other people make it also you know he was setting an example. He was blazing a trail. He was showing what was possible. He was proving to Marvel that, you know, and to people, the naysayers, that yes, uh, you know, movies that center an all-black cast can make uh, big bank, can make be marketable. That, is, that show that, yes, you know, if you put something out there for this community, they will come out for you. And it, to this day... I know plenty of black people. The only thing that they've ever seen in the Marvel universe is Black Panther one and two. That's and that's the only thing they know about it. And it's because Chadwick Boseman, as the and, and let's not forget, the people on the movie itself. You know, Ryan Coogler was the director, right? And obviously, he you know he's the captain of the ship. But if anyone could be called a co-captain, it would have been Chadwick Boseman. And anyone that worked on that movie when they talk about him will tell you he would definitely knew that he had to like be the one that set the tone and there's i've never heard a bad word said about the man so i keep going on the point is what a huge loss you know for us as as not just as nerds and not just as black nerds but just as you know people who love film and who you know just like to see positivity going out into the world that you know this young man you know taken far too soon uh before i think he i think he had many great performances ahead of him 
and we just were unfortunate that it wasn't it wasn't to be um but that said so glad to have gotten what we got glad that he's still you know my i know everyone wants to recast t'challa but you know he is t'challa in my eyes and uh he will he will go down as as far as i'm concerned as a legend uh in this in the industry so um i think that's <laughs> i don't I think that's that's uh, that's a good way to uh, to go and uh, to celebrate uh, this man's legacy. So, uh, but you guys, you know, uh, you guys, let us know what you think about him. Why, you know, what do you talk about Chaz, Chadwick Boseman and and his impact on nerd culture? Uh, final bit, uh, final bit of news: uh, the Marvels dropped their final teaser. Uh, I don't want to say final, but dropped a teaser trailer. Uh, Lottie, is it September yet? I'm just I'm trying to figure this out. This movie comes out in November. St- they are sitting up here throwing out all the marketing, which I guess makes sense because there's a strike on, so none of the actors can talk about it and none of the writers can talk about it. I guess only the, the director can because she's a member of the DGA and they have a contract, so they're not striking. Um, mm-hmm. So, but... This I, I this teaser trailer, I think was smart. I think it was really smart of them to put this out, um, because Lottie, first of all, just among your your normie casual friends and people who are, who are, or even among your nerdy fa- uh, you know friends, do they even know what the fuck Marvel the Marvels is about and why it exists and what's going on what's going on that led up to it. No, I mean, when they ask me, I'm like, I, I, uh, I like every time I try to explain it to them, they're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I was like, yeah, you got to watch this one TV show and then this other TV show and that. And they're like, oh, <laughs> I mean, so, to, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, they're, I mean, I don't understand this reticence to watch actually good things like it's like it's like they're saying oh well in order for you to you know we're in order for you to enjoy this this cake you know we've got these these other cakes also that are going to get you ready for this one cake and they're just like but i just i you know i I can't eat this one cake without eating the well i mean just go taste them like what's wrong with you that's a bad analogy but my point stands it's not like we're asking you to go you know, chew on glass or anything, you're going to go watch and be entertained by these other two shows. And then you'll be ready for this other, this movie. What's, what's the problem here? But here's the thing. You, here's the thing. Not everybody has Disney plus. They're now giving the shows physical releases, but not everybody has Disney plus to expect millions upon millions of fans to dedicate this Disney Plus to watch because it's three shows, you have to watch three shows to to even understand Dude, what's going you, you on. You gotta watch WandaVision, and you gotta watch, uh, you gotta watch Miss Marvel. That's it. And Secret and, and no, and Secret Invasion. Secret, I Secret bet Invasion. You, I bet you Secret Invasion has barely anything to do with this. But yes, yeah, sure, you have to watch nah, Secret Invasion too. No, nah, you kind of have to know because wired a creed back. Yeah, well, and, and I'm like, to be fair, I suppose that one may be the asking you to chew glass. But the point, my point being, yes, okay, fine. You got to go get Disney Plus for one month. All right. You're already going to go spend like 
15 bucks to see this one damn movie, you may as well know what the fuck's going on. I'm just saying. Like, <clears throat> I think people protest way too much about that. They, they're acting like like we're asking too much of them. And, I, and to that extent, that's what this teaser's for, right? This teaser's basically like, oh, fine. You need your Cliff's Note version of what the fuck's been going on. Here it is. Here's who Miss Marvel is. Here who Monica is. This is where Carol has been. Do you guys get it now? They 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 just did a you know a, a real quick uh, refresher on that for this teaser. And look, it's for your friends that don't want to go watch these shows. And so, with that in mind, does this work as a as a teaser? Yeah, it works because you know what this reminds me of. This reminds me of Kingdom Hearts. It completely reminds me of Kingdom who's, Hearts. Who's Sora? Because, <laughs> and, I, and I mean this because to play Kingdom Hearts 3, you had to play like five obscure Kingdom Hearts games. I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. My brother said the same thing. They're not bad games, Femi. I'm not dedicating <laughs> 150 hours of my life. No. So guess what? Before Kingdom Hearts 3, before you start the game, they were like, are you caught up with Kingdom Hearts? Oh no. Okay, here's all the cutscenes from the from the from the games you missed. Oh, how convenient. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how and convenient. You didn't have to do any grinding for any of that. Just exactly. Just... How convenient. Thank you. And that's the thing that I will say that I think Marvel needs to do a slightly better job and also rethinking that I don't think you should like these TV shows are like DLC. You shouldn't make the DLC a requirement to watch or enjoy the mainline thing. It should just be an appetizer or an add-on to the main thing. It shouldn't be you have to eat this before the main course comes. That like even if it is good, you you can't expect everybody to do that. And that can that can, then that can turn people off. I get your point. It's good. But to expect everybody to just go, you know what I mean? It's like, I understand they're good shows, but not everybody is going to dedicate time out of their lives to watch a show. You know what I mean? So I feel like moving forward, Marvel should do like maybe, maybe you should introduce these people in movies. That's my opinion. I think they should. If you you should give them TV shows, but before the movie comes out, like uh, Monica Rambo should have shown up in a mainline Marvel movie before this movie showed up. Same thing with uh, what's her name, uh, uh, Miss Marvel. So people are like, oh, okay. We now we know who these people are. You know what I mean? Right. At least sprinkle them in maybe 30 minutes or they're helping somebody you know what i mean like that that's like how they did in phase uh one two and three instead i understand you want to give them a tv show to expand upon them but also don't expect that that's the thing that i think marvel has to understand don't expect your millions of fans to watch disney plus right just don't expect that i think probably 
as a compromise. They just need to do like they do at the beginning of every damn episode of a show on Disney+. Plus. It's like, previously on. Do it previously on in front of this movie. You know? And also, word it and, and give it such a tone to be, to, you know, be like the teacher that says, why the fuck didn't you do your homework? Like, just make, make sure it's like that, just to, just to reinforce, like, y'all, you were supposed to do this assignment, but I guess I'll, t- I'll give you the, yeah, I'll give you the synopsis or something. It wouldn't take that long, honestly. We, you know how I know? Because this damn teaser trailer just did that in, in like, you know, a minute and a half, two minutes. So they, they are probably going to have to keep doing this going forward because of the Disney plus shows. Uh, they're not, they're not going to stop doing the Disney plus shows. So they've got to at least be like, all right, this is a thing that exists. So here, here's what it is. And like I said, to that extent, Hey, this is a good, good trailer. I honestly, I didn't connect so much with it, uh, until the Miss Marvel came on the screen. Until she can't, she showed up and they were sort of explaining her. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be dope." Uh, I know exactly why I want to go see this, and that's because Miss Marvel is, you know, the best thing about that whole thing, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I love Carol Danvers and I love Monica Rambeau, but uh, I I just think that, you know, she's Kamala Khan's bringing is bringing a, an energy to this that we need in the same way that I feel about my adventures with Superman is bring a certain energy to, you know, to the DC universe that, that they need. It needs to be more light and optimistic and just fun. Damn it. So then I think that's, that's this whole thing between Carol and Monica is feels too much like to like, it like, you know, heavy drama. And I, I, I'm like, can we balance that out with some fun? Uh, so, I liked it. Uh, I think it's going to work, and hopefully other people feel the same and get ready for the Marvels coming out in November. So, uh, anyway, Lottie, I think that's all of our that's all of our news. Uh, I can't believe it. It was it, was, it felt like uh, such a short time talking about all that stuff. But hey, maybe we missed some things, or you just got something to say uh, about the things we were talking about. Whatever the case may be, get down to the comment section. Leave your thoughts there. And, of course, you can always hit us up, supernotfunnyshow at gmail.com or at supernotfunnys1 on Twitter. And uh, while you're down there, uh, hit us up. Uh, oh, you know what? I forgot to mention. Also hit us up on Instagram. It's uh, Super Not Funny Show. Uh, you know, check it out there. But uh, while you're down there, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and uh, hit that notification bell. All that good stuff helps with the channel, helps to grow uh, this channel helps uh more people to see this podcast and all the other videos on this channel and uh, of course i can't do this uh supercast by myself i need lottie uh all his insight into all the uh things about comic books so lottie where can they reach you on social media oh yeah you can always find me uh you can always find me on my instagram which is anokinihun is spelled A-N-U-K-I-N-I-H-U-N. And, of course, my YouTube channel, which is uh, Animations. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a small, tiny break from animations because, you know, I rediscovered my, you know, my passion for video gaming. So you guys will start enjoying me probably not streaming as much because I don't know what happened the last time I streamed on YouTube. It looked god-awful. So... Maybe it was the game, or maybe it was just that night. Who knows? It was 
the night of the hurricane. So that's probably why I explain yeah, it. Maybe, but, not, uh, maybe not the time to be to be streaming. <laughs> the, the, only but, stream, the only streaming that was doing was water down the damn road. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Either either that or I'll upload, you know, videos of me actually playing the game. So you have, you know, you have stuff like that to look forward to. Yeah. You guys go uh, check that out. Show Lottie some love, uh, just the same way you're showing love to the Supercast. So uh, we appreciate all of that. All right. So thanks for joining us. Uh, can you believe it? Episode, uh, it's this episode 116. It's ridiculous. Uh, we're, we're just blowing up, growing up out here. Uh, and, you know, you can always go check out uh, the channel and see uh, some of our clips from this if, you, if there are some particular ones you like from that. And uh, we got more, uh, plenty more reviews and all that good stuff. So uh, this coming up week, uh, week, we're still in between lots of uh, content, unfortunately. That strike, man, it doesn't play. Uh, but we are going to recap uh, my adventures with Superman uh, and I believe probably Har uh, Harley Quinn. So y'all come and check all of that out. Uh, until then, I've been Mo, your comic extraordinaire on all things pop culture, joined by the anime expert, video game designer, and lover of all things superhero, my good friend Lottie. And we'll see you guys on the other side of the thread. Peace. Peace. Peace.